I've been focused a lot recently on the front end of the curve, the very front end of the curve in the bill market for what I think are very good as well as very obvious reasons. But we also need to keep in mind and take into account what's going on across the rest of the curve. Indeed, the rest of the rates markets, if not the entire money markets in general, because they have as much to say as bill does. In fact, we look at the treasury curve, the near-term near forward spread, SOFR futures. Yes, I said SOFR futures, not Eurodollar futures. That's something we also need to address today. There are no more Eurodollar futures. They are now almost completely converted into SOFR futures. So what does the SOFR curve tell us about the state of the money markets or the state of the Eurodollar system, which isn't going away, unlike Eurodollar futures. So we've got housekeeping to go over. We've got curves to go over that are making big moves again over the last couple days. But there are a lot of places, a lot of sources that say, no, there's everything is just fine. We talked yesterday about Bloomberg actually going over and detailing the the, the growing credit crunch that we can see coming in corporate credit. Then today they do a, sort of a 180, parts of Bloomberg, because they're always putting out different stories from different angles. But this one in particular, no, the treasury market, at least a small section of the treasury market, is now betting heavily on Jay Powell and inflation. Um, hedge funds are betting on higher treasury yields in a market that's divided over whether the U.S. economy can avoid recession and Federal Reserve interest rate cuts. Recent positioning data suggests leveraged investors are about as confident as the central bank is that a slump be dodged, even as the past year's inflation-fighting policy tightening bites on activity. So many wrong things in just two paragraphs. To start with, the market is not divided, not divided at all. The consensus continues to be massive, massive, massive rate cuts, even more now in certain parts of these markets than in March. That, I think, is the most important development, how more pessimistic the curves have become using the tools we have available, not this one narrow slice of the market, these hedge funds, these leverage hedge funds, that are always, almost always, shorting U.S. Treasuries for one reason or another. So let's sort out what the curves are telling us, not just the bill part of the market, and go over SOFR, SOFR futures. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodal University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, if you're interested, Eurodollar University memberships available, where we go over the Eurodollar University, the Eurodollar University system, the Eurodollar system. Not just Eurodollar futures, that's a small part of the overall system. Where did the Eurodollar come from? What does it mean? What is it made up of? Why does it always confound central bankers? Also have research subscriptions available. Daily deep dive analysis where we dive deep into all of these money and macro topics because they deserve a deep dive. Nobody else wants to talk about the plumbing details, the monetary details. Everybody just wants to leave it all up to the Federal Reserve. We're not going to do that. We also have Daily Briefing. That's, an impart that's a partnership with MarketsInsiderPro.com. That's Stephen Van Meter, Teresa Shukart. Get us all in a bundle there. Lots of research, memberships, all focused on money and macro. How did we get here? Where are we going? Information at Eurodollar.University. 
You can see where this latest Bloomberg article is coming from, because so much pessimism in the market more than a month after the events of mid-March, it, it sounds more and more like the markets are winning the battle, uh, the intellectual battle for the minds, the hearts and minds, so to speak, of the public, because Jay Powell and everybody else, the official world, wants you to think this stuff is over. We fixed everything. We came up with some new tools. We tweaked some old ones. Everything is fine and good again. And here comes Bloomberg to, hey, yep, you're right. Look, even the market is divided on whether or not the Fed has fixed the problem because we've got these hedge funds, these leverage hedge funds, these leverage institutions, well, not really institutions, but leverage ent entities that are record, record net short betting against treasuries because they believe Jay Powell has been successful. They believe that Jay Powell is right about inflation risk being the biggest problem in the economy. And pretty soon the treasury market is going to explode in interest rates. Interest rates are going to explode higher as if Zoltan was here talking, talking to you right now. And really, I mean, they're trying to make that point because back to the article on Bloomberg, the group of investors, this, these leverage players, these leverage hedge funds, boosted net shorts on 10-year treasury futures to a record 1.29 million contracts as of April 18th. Data from the CFTC show. It was the fifth straight week that net shorts had increased. And what they show you in their chart that goes along with it is that um, most of the time, especially when treasuries are rallying, these leveraged head funds are short the rally anyway. So are they betting against the rally? Are they betting against Jay Powell, or are they just hedging as they're buying as they're going long U.S. Treasuries? They never really say say that part. If you look at the chart that Bloomberg provided, what you see is that in, for example, 2018 into 2019, the massive rally in Treasuries there, these same hedge funds, these same leverage hedge funds, were massively short that rally too. So there really isn't a whole lot of correlation between these leverage players, the small section of the market, and the overall conditions which are priced into these curves, which is the point that we're getting to today. So maybe this one section of the market is shorting treasuries, but it may not be because they're betting on Jay Powell, maybe because they're going long treasuries and want to hedge just in case Jay Powell has it right, which the rest of the market is increasingly certain that he does not. In fact, he absolutely does not. So while there's record shorts in treasury futures from the hedge funds, on the long side in the cash markets, rates continue to look more like March than not like March. In fact, in some places, as we're going to see, they've gone beyond March, which is huge red flag, right? Because the Fed keeps telling us, the politicians keep, the media keeps telling us Everything is fine. That stuff last month, that's all been handled. It's in the past. Even the stock market. The stock market has been rallying. Why? Because of excess liquidity. The Fed has created more money. There's more There's more cash sloshing around the system. Banks are not failing anymore. What could anyone be worried about? And yet, look at what's going on. Not just, I've talked about the bill market. That's important. Well, I won't mention the bills today, especially since the four-week bill is back around 370, so I did mention it. But the rest of the curve, let's, let's talk about the two-year U.S. Treasury, because the two-year U.S. Treasury is an important indication. It's right at that sore spot, not sweet spot, sore spot between being susceptible, highly susceptible to expectations about 
what Jay Powell and FOMC are going to do, interest rate policy from the Fed, at the same time also having to, having to keep a very close eye on the rest of the curve, which is more about actual growth inflation expectations, which are in, driven in large part by liquidity considerations. More deflationary money, which means less inflation and growth expectations, lower interest rates. So the two years kind of caught between a oftentimes this tug of war between the fed on the one side and the really the markets and reality on the other side and it can move violently up and down as it has over the last month and a half or so the two-year treasury obviously plummeted as soon as the events of silicon valley bank and signature and credit suisse were announced and over the last couple weeks it's been incredibly volatile it moved back up into uh, the early part of april into middle april where it got up to as high around uh, 4 424 425 percent but over the last couple days moving back down lower where today it was close to four percent again which is not a good sign at all the rest of the market, the rest of the treasury curve, similar similar to what, what's going on with the two-year treasury. You've seen the treasury curve, the yield curve start to move down again. Even something like the near-term forward spread. The near-term forward spread, of course, remember when the yield curve inverted for the first time last March, Jay Powell said, ignore the yield curve. We only watch the near-term forward spread. Guess what the near-term forward spread did in April? Not March, April. It's, it absolutely crashed. It had been at a ridiculous low around 100 basis points entering this year in 2023. So even before we got to March, the near-term forward spread was screaming about recession potential. Then the events of March happened, and it went from 100 basis points, roughly speaking, to uh, minus 100 basis points, so 100 basis points inverted, to around 150 basis points or more in April. So the part of the, the treasury curve, it's not really part of the treasury curve, it's derived from the treasury curve. The thing that, the measure that the uh, economists and policymakers tell us to watch is screaming even louder about the potential for rates to go lower in the near term than it was just a few months ago before we ever got to Silicon Valley. It's one key part of the market, along with the two year and the bad steepening in that part of the treasury curve, that tells you that Silicon Valley Bank, the events of last month, were just the beginning. We have not yet seen the full range of consequences, both in money banking as well as in the real economy. Haven't seen those yet. They're still coming. The big one is, of course, in my mind, Eurodollar futures, but regulators in their infinite stupidity decided they don't like LIBOR anymore. So they got rid of Eurodollar futures or at least pressured the, the monetary system, the banking system to get rid of Eurodollar, get rid of LIBOR, which means we no longer have Eurodollar futures because of that reason. Now I've talked about LIBOR versus SOFR enough. If you're interested, you can check out the videos. I've done more than a few on those. I've also written articles at Real Clear Markets on LIBOR versus SOFR. We don't need to get into that here. But what you do need to know, if you don't already, is that Friday, April 14th was the final day that Eurodollar futures were priced at the CME. There's a couple of contracts, the April, May, and June, that are still priced up until June. But by and large, that's it. Eurodollar futures are done. Everything has been converted over to three-month term. So for on April, after April 14th, 
So from this point on, we're gonna be talking about three month term SOFR curves, not Euro dollar futures. And I know what you're thinking. How can a show called Eurodollar University have not have done make it made a big deal out of the fact that Eurodollar futures are going away? And the reason is the Eurodollar in Eurodollar University doesn't refer to Eurodollar futures, it refers to the Eurodollar system of which Eurodollar futures attempted to price. The Eurodollar system Contrary to what you might hear in other places, I've seen some YouTube videos floating around, the Eurodollar system hasn't gone anywhere. The only thing that has changed, again, regulators and their infinite stupidity have decided to change the way in which the Eurodollar system prices some of the very deep fundamentals inside that system. Again, I've said SOFR is an inferior measure to LIBOR, but there's nothing we can do about it now. So we're moving on to three month term SOFR. The Euro dollar system hasn't gone anywhere. We're just, we're pricing the fundamental conditions in the Euro dollar system with a much worse, potentially we'll see, a much an inferior measure of month fundamental risks and things like that. So we look at, you know, before we, get, we look at term SOFR, let's look at term SOFR as it relates to Euro dollar futures up until April 14th. And you can see what um, term SOFR doesn't price exactly the same, as, or term SOFR futures don't price exactly the same as Euro dollar futures, which was expected as they converted from one to the other, from Euro dollar futures to three month term SOFR futures. The CME added a, um, what do they call it? A fallback rate a fallback adjustment of 26.161 basis points. And that's roughly the spread that you see consistently between Eurodollar futures prices and SOFR prices as they were trading concurrent to one another. So once you make that mental adjustment in your mind that SOFR futures are priced about 26 basis points different than Eurodollar futures, we're, rough, we're speaking roughly equivalent here uh, from one to the next. And what Eurodollar futures told us, of course, was that the market was expecting massive amounts of rate cuts, a near certain projection for large rate cuts to happen at some point this year, almost guaranteed to happen this year, or at least as near certain as possible in a dynamic, uncertain world that we live in. As far as the markets are concerned, forget those hedge funds shorting treasuries, rates are going down and down by a lot. And then, of course, over the last 11 days since Eurodollar futures stopped trading in terms of SOFR started trading, nothing has changed. And in fact, in several key spreads that I've talked about before, specifically the June 2023 contract to December 2023, now we'll talk about that in three months to term SOFR futures rather than Eurodollar futures. And the other spread is June 2023, which is now the front color to June 2024. Again, SOFR futures, not Eurodollar futures. What you see is that those spreads are as inverted as they have ever been. They are as inverted as they were at the worst parts in March and early April. Nothing has changed on these curves. So again, forget Bloomberg's reference to shorting treasuries. These curves, which have told you everything that you needed to know about the way the system was developing, the risks to it that have become more than risk, obviously, they're continuing to say, SVB, Credit Suisse, were not the thing. They were the confirmation of the thing that we're still looking forward to. So the June 2023 to June 2024 contract, so that's a one-year spread from the current front, front quarterly month, 
164 and a half basis points inverted. That's very, just a fraction off what had been the record or the, the widest amount, which turned out to be a record, 164 basis points June to June. That isn't, that's, the, that's not the market saying we expect 350 basis point rate cuts or 350s in a 25. What the market is saying at 164 basis points inverted in a year spread, that the chances of the Fed having to go all the way down close to zero are more than trivial. In fact, they're really good. That the chances of not having any rate cuts are practically zero. In fact, they're less than zero if, if that was actually a thing here. Market is absolutely certain. We don't know exactly when, but we're getting closer and closer to figuring that out, especially when you combine that with a near-term forward spread. You combine that with what's going on in the treasury market. So for futures like Eurodollar futures, the curves are saying nothing has changed except now we know and we're talking about the banking system again, which again is more confirmation than it is conclusion. The June 2023 to December 23 spread, three-month term SOFR futures is minus 70 and a half basis points, which is in the same range as the worst parts of March, the worst parts of early April. So again, the market is consistently telling you that last month wasn't the thing. It's still coming. We still have to deal with all of the fallout. We still have to deal with more of the same, more deflationary money and all of the negative collateral and otherwise consequences that go with it. I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University, not term Sofer University. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, a huge thank you to Eurodollar University members as well as our research subscribers. And until next time, take care.